2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Makai Becton. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, it's actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 45th edition of Blow It Splits. Uh, got a pretty short show for you guys today, a wrap-up of the Jets' um, 35-9 to loss um, in Kansas City, which we all saw coming. Of course, I picked the Jets to lose by 19-25 to points, and they lose by 26. So thank you for um, both getting dominated and screwing up my bet. So definitely appreciate that, New York Jets. Um, but... Like I said, short 41 plays, eight games left, eight goddamn games left. I cannot wait to move past all this shit for Adam Gase to get fired, for people to stop looking into every single um, word that was spoken by Joe Douglas in a press conference. Well, he didn't say this or that, or, you know, hey, this word was lit, or this sentence was laid out this way. So uh, that means Adam Gase is going to be here next year. I really, really severely doubt that Adam Gase is going to be here next year, but. Um, sorry for a different day, but I'm excited for the free agents for the draft picks, two first rounders, two third rounders, um, a shit ton of cap. It's going to be a fun off season. Um, and hopefully building towards the future, see who the head coaches, you know, hopefully they, uh, do land with the number one pick. Obviously Jacksonville is the biggest, uh, fear right now. I think the giants win a game. Um, I think the Texans win a game, but the Jaguars look at their schedule. It's pretty tough. Um, so you have to hope they win one more game because the Jets, you, you figure they're going to win at least a game. Um, if I had to bet, I'd probably say they go in 16, to be honest, but you want to have that buffer, that buffer room, um, between, uh, you, you know, getting a win and finishing with the fourth overall pick, um, and getting a win and still having the first overall pick. Of course, the year that the Jets are so bad, they're going to get one win, or maybe no wins, but let's say they get one win. Of course, it's the year where there's another one-win team and we end up with the second pick or the third pick as a one-win team. That's just how the Jets' luck is. Uh, even though the Bengals last year finished, what, like 3-13, and 13, so I got the first pick, so that'd be pretty frustrating to be completely honest. But the housekeeping, Jorby31, uh, post, uh, I've, you know, just opinions on there, whatever, post some of the threads. I've been falling behind on some of the threads. Uh, I'll try to get them out, especially during the bye week. Um, but... For the people who will be looking for a show on the bye week, it's not going to be a normal show. Um, the 15th at 4 o'clock Eastern time, which is um, next Sunday, not this upcoming Sunday, next Sunday at 4 o'clock, so right after the 1 o'clock games, uh, myself and Marcus Coleman are going to do a live stream. I'm not sure if I'm going to do call-ins on that. I'll take all the comments with the call-ins uh, undecided. Uh, probably, I'm probably leading towards not taking call-ins on that show because I want to get Marcus's opinions out there, and I want to uh, keep it a little bit shorter. You know, not three hours, maybe maybe two hours, and I'll answer every comment you have um, on YouTube. Feel free to ask him favorite plays he's ever played, you know, or favorite plays in his NFL career and hardest hitter he's ever played against. I like, ask him a bunch of questions. It, it should be fun. Um, and I think bringing Marcus on would be pretty cool for you guys. So he's going to come on the 15th at four o'clock. So make sure you're, you're, uh, you're, uh, streaming, um, with us during that one or, or checking out the stream of that one. Jets X shop. And of course, like I said, you know, with the podcast, with the YouTube uh, viewers and everybody who watches, who subscribed on Vimeo, who's not watching on YouTube, uh, just go to the podcast app. If you can drop a five star, um, and that helps us get out to more people. Obviously, it means better uh, income for the site. 
uh, better marketing for the site helps us uh, obviously improve the site, improve the app, improve all that stuff. We do have an app too, if you want to look that up. Uh, But to get into the game, again, I'm going to make it really, really short, uh, this show, uh, under two hours, because listen, they they just lost by three touchdowns or even more, you know, three and more three plus touchdowns. So, um, I'm sure people don't want to hear forever about the jets, but that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> uh, brutal. This is, this is hopefully the last year it's going to be like this. Cause the last couple of years breaking down film of, of this has been miserable. Um, it, sometimes it's fun, but overall it's still pretty bad. Uh, my f- third dud of the game, um, is somebody who I heard other people talk or, or say had a good game, which is utterly ridiculous. Uh, bless Austin, uh, beat for two touchdowns, missed another tackle. Um, he is my third dud of the game. I think he's been super disappointing this year. Um, missed tackles, opening his hips up early in coverage, um, bare, bad awareness in coverage. He tries to jump in jump routes in the flat, uh, leading to him, um, obviously getting beat deep as he has been getting beat deep. So, um, he is my third dud of the game. Let me share the screen. I gotta, I gotta redo my windows here. It's like, you gotta rebuild, be, you have to redo your windows to be able to, uh, click on everything. Hold on. Give me a second here, people. Feeling the, ah, okay. I should be good now. Hmm. All right. Sorry. I had to move my windows around to be able to do this. Um, Austin missed tackle. Okay. So this is the, I only have three plays of him again, even with, even with Donald and stuff, I'm keeping this short. Um, so I'm not gonna be doing any guy extensively, but a lot of missed tackles for him. It's, it's a, it's a massive problem for him where he'll have, and, and again, this doesn't lead to really anything, but it is frustrating to watch him on the top right here. He misses every other tackle attempt, if not more than every other tackle attempt, it seems like at this point. Um, and it's because he ducks his head and he dives for things. He, he never, he never drives through guys, you know, crosses his helmet across the body. He, he's always, he's always doing this, getting two, three yards away from a guy planting and, and ducking his head and throwing his shoulder into the, into a guy. See, he just lunges right there. He just, he's, not even, he's not even trying to wrap up. He just tries to go for the for the big hits to the legs, but he never drives and and wraps properly. So, uh, and then after he like he like kind of gets mad right there. You can see him like clap his hands, like yeah, I learned freaking proper tackling technique. Uh, again, gonna be pretty short, but he's he's frustrating to watch in my opinion. Um, I don't think he's a long term starter at all. Uh, could he be a long term? dime corner fifth string guy yeah he could be um, but he's a lot to improve on there's absolutely no way you can rely on him to start right now um beat for touchdown here on the top again again so post corner um from the uh, i don't know what receiver that is right there on the top might be hill it might be, it might be hill um again and it's because of in my opinion laziness one you have help inside so you want to play it outside to in. If anything, again, open your hips to, uh, if you're outside leverage and funnel him inside. Uh, Bless Austin's leverage is off. He's playing inside, opens his hips up. Instead of weaving, staying over top, he goes a speed turn because he loses him for a second because he's in terrible position because of his hips. He goes to speed turn to get back around and get his eyes onto the receiver who's running that, that, uh, that he's sending him inside on that post. Breaks, gets outside of him. Austin actually ends up holding him here right, right there to two. There's a penalty flag. So even if he didn't catch the ball, there's a, they would be at the 10-yard line or so. B for a touchdown. Why? Because of terrible leverage um, in terms of him just 
kind of freezing with his feet right here and just staying so far inside. Get over top of him. Don't, don't give him that much room outside. It makes no sense. Because even if he were to break out right here or on a comeback, he, you're beat because of, because of how your hips are right now. Or, or you know, even a curl, maybe, well, maybe a curl, a dig, you're definitely beat. So you're putting yourself in a really shitty position right here. The only thing you can play at this point when he's opening his hips like this is if he runs like a corner or a vertical, maybe he can get over top. But um, he has to stay over top while, while staying square. So absolutely terrible coverage from Austin. Beat for a touchdown. Next play of Austin. <clears throat> um, beat for another touchdown for a guy who some other people said he played well, which, again, watch who you follow. Leverage inside inside the heads up, more, more heads up. I don't like his stance right here. One, his feet are way too, way too close. Standing pretty much straight up. Like I know he has, he has bend in his upper body, but his legs are pretty much straight. There's no, there's no bend in him. And right off the snap, he opens his hips up. He gives them that. He gives them the outside and he gives them the free release because he's not ready at the snap and he goes into oh shit mode. Why are you not ready? He doesn't, he doesn't react to the snap. He doesn't, he doesn't react until about a, you know, a quarter second after Hill reacts, opens up again, gives him the outside. If anything, guess what? You have help inside. Hill is a burner. Funnel him inside. Let's guy get over the top. Don't let him get outside of you where you, where you're, you're limiting your safety help. So bad leverage, bad, um, bad technique in terms of just this stance before the ball is snapped. Ball is snapped. He tries to run with Hill deep. Hill runs by him. Touchdown. What else did he, did he need to do anything else bad? Yeah, I, it kind of looks like he takes too aggressive an angle, like right here. Like right by that 30, you see he tries to kind of cut him off. Um, you just want to obviously get, get onto him. Don't try to take a, such an aggressive of an angle right there. That's a little thing though, but um, that's about pre-snap leverage and or pre-snap leverage, uh, pre-snap readiness, um, technique in terms of stance, just bad. That's that's two touchdowns, missed tackles, and then yeah, he'll make a he'll make a really easy missed or a tackle in the flat and blow up a guy, and he's like, oh my god, he played so well. It's who cares? It's a tackle. Like yeah, you want to be able to tackle, but if you make two big hits a game, but you miss two other tackles, I don't care. So. Um, Next dud of the game is Alex Lewis played absolutely terrible this game. Um, he made the interior of the offensive line look really, really bad. Um, McGovern did get beat once in this or once pretty badly in this game, but other than that, he looked pretty solid. Um, so McGovern played okay. Um, and uh, I'll talk about some other offensive linemen in the future, but uh, Lewis was the main crux of this offensive line. He was absolutely brutal. Um, and he's been the worst offensive lineman on this team by far. And I think if he, I'm hoping that Clark takes over for him, um, to be honest. And uh, it's really making the rest of the offensive line look bad. I, I think if you had a decent uh, left guard in there, the offensive line looked better than it does. And the offensive line, again, if you've been watching, um, especially this show, has it's been much better than last year. Last last year's line was absolutely embarrassing. It just it just was. Um, so he got destroyed by um, Chris Jones. And on this play, again, destroyed by Chris Jones, comes off of the snap right here and completely telegraphs his punch. You get to see his left hand. It's, it's, it's not aggressive. It's not, it's not assertive. It's just laying out there. 
you see his, his, his or sorry, his right hand right here. It just kind of sits there, and he just he's he's asking for it to be to be uh, smacked down. And again, you if anything want to play inside out, you know, split him with your outside foot. He's outside leverage at at you know as the ball is being snapped. Shoot with your in, your outside, bend your inside. When you shoot with your inside, one you open your hips out up outside and you lock your hips out. And two, um, you're, you're, if you do get beat, you're really opening up the inside gap, the A gap. So if he had McGovern, um, who was going to be, you know, designed to help him, then, then yeah, sure. McGovern picks up his guy, um, which is like a a TT stunt, um, right here. McGovern picks up his, you know, the guy that he's supposed to at this time, I'm not really going to blame McGovern. Um, and people will blame some McGovern. Oh, well, he didn't pick him up. Lewis was passing it off to him. Yeah, but he has to be able to read the looper and then and then pick up the the picker. But because Lewis got absolutely no hands on him, it's pretty much impossible for for McGovern to pick this up. So some people might put this on McGovern, but it's not on McGovern. Um, Lewis needs to get some type of hand on him, um, which he doesn't. Again, telegraphs his punch. It gets it gets uh, swiped away. And Chris Jones uh, obviously gets the hit on Darnold, who, by the way, got hit a couple times this game. Where if if Mahomes got hit like that, it would have been um, it would have been a, a personal foul. Just gonna just gonna say that because that definitely happens, especially with Mahomes and Tom Brady. Um, so terrible job by Lewis right there. Um, Lewis beat again. again. I got four plays of him. Lewis beat Jeff Smith drop. Yeah, Jeff Smith. We'll talk about him in the future, but disappointing for sure. Um, again, Donald had a guy right in his freaking face right away because of what? Lewis getting too 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 far outside horizontally right here. Opens up a wide open gap in the A gap. Again, want to play him inside out. You can jump him. Um, and you could, you could shoot with that inside hand, but you better be damn sure if you're shooting with that inside hand, it's, it's a risky bet. You better be sure that you land it. Um, obviously he does not land it, uh, or does he shoot with his right? It looks like he actually shoots with his left right here, but my problem with his, with his, with his feet right here is he's completely squared up. So if he is to defeat that outside hand, one now your now your right hand's not coming coming underneath to to kind of contain him. Again, if you're shooting with your any hand, you want to alternate punches. So so left right, you don't want to just shoot left and then just and just leave it sitting out there uh, without your right coming underneath. Um, so he just shoots with the left, gets too far horizontally, gets let, opens up the a gap, squares him up, um, and he get his hand get defeated with another double swipe into an arm over, right into Donald's face. Again, just just terrible in terms of his understanding of like leverage and, and how he's supposed to play this. You can't let him get in the A gap. Gets in the A gap again. People might blame this on on McGovern. McGovern um, had a nose tackle in, in his face that he was picking up, um, and boom, gets the hit. Donald hits a uh, <coughs> Jeff Smith. Again, the ball it was a ball. Well, it was it was wobbly because his arm was hit, but the ball gets there. What happens? Hits Jeff Smith in the hands, and Jeff Smith drops it. Who was targeted a ton this game for whatever ungodly reason? Two more plays of Lewis, fourteen and thirty-eight. Lewis bold. I don't want to show too much of him, but when he's when he's one of the duds of the game, I got to show some film of him. Again, right into Donald's lap. Donald hits Jeff Smith, but.
again, no power in that punch. He, he, he actually does a good job with his, with his feet right here um, in terms of like splitting the defender. But why is he hopping back into a punch? The punch lands high into the neck. Again, the higher you land, the easier it is to deflect. He forks it upwards with the right hand right there. Gets puts it on the elbow. Good job by, by Jones right there. Now there's no point of contact. Gets into his chest, pulls him back right into Donald's, right into Donald's feet, right into his lap. So Donald's literally throwing as he's chest, chest to back, um, nut to butt with Lewis because Lewis got bull rushed back to Donald in, in, in a matter of you know two seconds. Um, not good. Uh, 38. Okay. Lewis beat Donald Black trigger. Okay. So there's two, there's two fastest, fastest of us will over Donald first, I guess. Um, and this was a th third down. I forget what this is, but there's, the, these are some plays that quarterbacks just need to make. Oh yeah. So sorry. This is third and five. And so you can see it that the sun's up there, so you can't really see it. Um, but Donald's to take what's open, and it, it's kind of it's kind of frustrating to watch at times, where he's clearly reading the 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 uh, boundary side right here. They just run in the the uh, like the 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 bang the bang uh, the bang eight, which is like just like a flatter slant, like a skinny post. Or not a flatter, like a more vertical po uh, flat. I mean, a uh, slant. Sorry. Reading the bottom again. What should he be reading at this point? If he's looking this way, what should he see at this point? The in route is getting carried. He's running a bang eight, a skinny post, a slant, whatever we want to call it. He has leverage inside and a ton of room vertically to this guy. What should he do? Again, you want to get the first down. It's at the 35-yard line. Hit him inside. Lead him inside. Right? It's open. You can see that before it's open. It's going to be open. If you're reading the DB, again, if you're reading what you're supposed to be, carry. This guy's creeping back. He's not even, he's not even, he's not even in a good stance. And you should trust Barrios to get inside of him. Barrios gets inside of him. The ball could be and should be delivered right there, even though there's a guy in his face. Yes. But he should anticipate the break. Throw it. Right now. Throw it. Pressure gets in his face a little bit, and he has to, and he rolls out. But again, this is these are throws you need to anticipate the windows and be able to stand in the pocket and and take and take hits while you deliver the ball. Again, it's not there. He ends up uh, throwing the ball out of bounds. Now the Jets have the punt. Lewis again gets beat. And again, McGovern could he have picked this up? I, I think I think in a perfect world he he does. He gets his hips a little bit more in front of of Jones in this play. But Lewis at the beach is so freaking quick, man. Like, look at this. Look at this punch right here. Look at his left hand. You see how it's hard to see because of the 56, but this is kind of the stuff that you just, after seeing it again and again and again, you can tell what the hand is doing without actually seeing it. It just, he throws it out there. One, throwing a punch, try to, it, it, again, basic fundamentals, whether, you, whether you've done martial arts or not. If you're going to punch somebody, obviously, you ideally, you know, for the most power, you obviously want to, step into it with your hips with your upper body everything you don't want to punch try to punch something and back away as you punch it see how much how much strength you're gonna get to that punch so for him to back away as he's just lazily throwing his left hand out there yeah you're gonna get freaking beat 
He gets beat. Swipe into the into the club arm over. Swim, whatever you want to call it. I, I think swims are a little bit different than just club arm overs. The swim has another element to it with it with the chop down of the arm. So this could be almost more of a swim. Um, gets in, runs, and it gets a uh, pressure on Donald again. Could McGovern have picked him up? Yes, but he'd you'd also hope that your left guard will pick him up for more than a quarter of a second. He got abused this game. Abused. Everybody else does a pretty good job. Um, Fant does a good job, actually, on this play, looking at his block in terms of, in terms of framing his guy and then being patient with that with his hands. Clark really likes those, like, those cross chops um, and then exploding up the arc. So he does a good job with his hands and shooting over that. Becton does a good job, gets his hands on his guy. And Lewis goes to help him. Oh, my God, yeah, Lewis, Lewis pancaked him. No. Well, he did, I guess, but terrible job overall by him this game. Um, that's it for Lewis. Again, going to run through this. Um, again, I'm going to say it every single week. I don't care what happens. Gase is going to be number one dud. Some of the quotes that he had this game, uh, the the team didn't have enough plays for the second half. Um, I don't even get what that means. How do, you, how do you not have enough play for the second half? Teams have like thou, a thousand plays in their playbook. And then based on the, the team plays three, four, four, three, two gapping, one gapping primarily, they'll cut that play in half. And then, okay, uh, they play man or zone, then they'll cut that 500 to 250. Then from from that, um, you'll cut it down from other, you know, based on matchups, things like that too, maybe about a hundred plays, whatever it is. It's, it's about that. You don't have enough plays. There's literally thousands of plays or, or thousands, not without about a thousand or even you know lower than that, a couple hundred plays in your playbook, but you didn't have enough plays for the second half. What the what the fuck does that mean? I I, I don't get that. I, I have no idea. Um, Ten plus targets for Barrios, but um, Mims had three targets, playing way too much in the slot. Uh, Jeff Smith. There's multiple times which where he was targeted. Um, you have the first drive where they get into the green zone. The green zone I call the 40 and then uh, the red zone is the 20 and then get in the green zone. First down, screen to Barrios. Gets tackled for a two-yard loss. Second down, deep shot to Jeff Smith and press. Again, if you're going to isolate anybody on this team right now, especially when, when Crowder or Perman aren't in, and you're going to isolate Jeff Smith to throw a deep, a, a, you know, a deep shot to him instead of Mims. Mims is a much better deep receiver just in terms of his ability to go up and get balls. So you do that on second down, third down, another screen to Barrios on, on third and 12. Guess what? The Jets then kick a field goal. Later in the game, uh, there's another time where they isolated uh, Jeff Smith, where Darnold read Jeff Smith the entire time, took a deep shot to him again instead of Mims. Makes no sense. So Gase gets my dud of the game. I don't care who calls the freaking plays. Um, this game and it apparently was Loggins, but again, the just that in itself is is enough to give him the dud because you're the the genius offensive coordinator coaching football to where it's going, and you're not even calling the game. So uh, beyond dumb, uh, my studs of the game: uh, Greg Van Roten, uh, Fant, I, I would say, uh, and and Beckton if you want to throw him in there. Um, but those two guys, I think, were the best offensive linemen this game. Um, and yeah, Beckton was good too. I'll, so I'll give it to those three guys, a combination of those three guys. Only have two plays of those two guys. Uh, Greg Van Roten. Who's been playing much better. Much, much better the last two weeks. Um, this is more of what I thought it was going to be watching a Carolina film. After watching Carolina film, 
and Fant. I said I was, both, I was higher than both those guys than other people were. Um, Greg Van Roten was definitely disappointing the, the first five, six weeks, but the last two, three weeks-ish, um, he's been playing much, much better. And that's what I thought we were going to get. I'm not saying he's a decent offensive lineman, but I thought he was going to be a little bit below average. And that's pretty much what he's been. Um, again, which is a step up last year from from the um, – Jesus from the from the uh Brian Winters of the world and the Jonathan Harrisons and the McDermott's or whoever the hell was stepping in at guard at, at times last year. Everybody was injured all the time. Um so he's been better than that, which is a positive. Uh Barrios Mims. Okay, so I guess I'm gonna do a couple of these at the same time. I like how they're at least using some of their tight ends and receivers out of the backfield. Good uh, good tight break from Barrios right there. Um, hesitation freezes his guy up a little bit. You can see as he as he gets up to me, you kind of freeze him just a, just a split second. Break drive again. It's this is speed cut, so it's not it's not a uh, going to be necessarily on a on a straight flat angle. So it's going to be a little bit rounded. But good job getting his uh, his drive foot relatively decently good under his frame right here. He goes over his toe line. Nice tight break. Catch, tuck, turn right upfield. Good job by him. Mims on the bottom. The one thing with Mims is I, I would like to see him more explosive sometimes out of, out of his stance and on his releases and defeat hands uh, or, or try to use a little bit more finesse. You see him sometimes use a little bit too much physicality where he's trying to dominate guys like he did when he was at Baylor. Um, I want to see him use a little bit more of his explosion in terms of an athlete instead of just his physicality. Uh, you want to pair that. Uh, explosion and fluidity and stuff like that that he has with the with the physicality. You don't want to rely stri strictly on physicality. Um, but get even technique, releases to the outside, reduces his shoulder, ducks it. And this is the thing I was talking about with Kyle. If you listen to the live stream, I did a live stream on Monday night with Kyle. Um, these are some of the things I was talking about where he doesn't, this is not good technique in a break. He's his his ass is back, and again, this is a positive I'm talking about because I've seen him do technically sound breaks, but chest is barely over his knee. He's kind he's kind of straight up. Um, he's not really committing fully to that break, and he's not really he's not like throwing his body aggressively into the ground. He kind of lays it out there, and he's still one, two, three, four, and gets out of his break. Like if I if I play that in full speed, this is a pretty solid break right there for a guy who's not playing with good technique, who's like six, two or whatever he is like, this is not a great break. It's not forceful enough at all. And even that, that second stops is a little bit better. There's a tiny bit of dead time right there, but overall for a bet for bad, technically wise, he's actually gets out of that relatively well. Um, now going to bear uh, to GVR and Fant. Fant, 45-degree set. He always 45-degree sets, or most of the time. Again, good patience. Shoots with good timing. Again, completely locks up his guy. G, uh, Greg Van Roten does a great job right here where they're, they're, they're blitzing. This guy is designed to pull the right tackle. Obviously, 98 right here, the nose tackle is going to pull the center. 49 is designed to pull... Uh, GVR, and then there's a wide open gap in the in the B gap. That's what's supposed to happen, as you can see how it's designed. Van Roten double drag hands right here. Obviously sees 49 blitzing, 
drops his shoulder into him as he tries to penetrate through the A gap, stands him up, but has enough awareness to keep his to to keep his eyes up and see fifty six. So pops him, sees fifty six looping around, disengages forty nine, drops his post, picks him up. That's this is not an easy play for an offensive lineman to make. One, two, really, really nice right there from him. That's a that's a great that's a great great block. Um, or play from from uh, Van Roten. Twenty five. Braille's route fan block. Fourth and four. Uh. All right, Barrios route. Um, they run like an in, inverted whip route. Again, he's out here. It's a longer developing route. Breaks out. Looks is well. It's not really good coin, but to look back for the ball. Obviously, with him breaking out to the sticks right here, this DB is going to react or react hard to the outside, um, which he does. Barrios does a good job sinking, throwing his hips into his break making sure he throws his right foot out first because you're going to go, when you're breaking this way, you want to go right first on the instep. Left is going to throw out too, um, about parallel with your um, inside foot. You're going to work off both of the insteps, so it's like kind of stop, break, drive. So um, good job with the stop step, working off of the instep. Again, sinking really, really low into it. You can see how, how condensed his body is right there, so good job with his technique. Turns inside, Darnold hits him. Again, now people are like, oh, well, you should show this in a good Donald thread. Is this really that good? He's a clean pocket. He reads the right side, which is the only thing he's really reading, and he sees a guy open. Is this a great play? No. So I don't put it. I don't put this out on, on Donald play. I only put things that are actually good or actually bad. This is a. This is just a decent play or an okay play. It's 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 you know whatever you want to call it. But uh, fan block. Again, another job. Good good job right here. Knowing that these guys do like a lot of cross chops. And he, and, he, and he has this, this like circle punch right here from that right hand. Keeps the right hand out there as he takes like a mixture between like a 45 degree and a vertical. Clark goes for the for the cross chop and goes to bend or rip because he throws a hand out there, fakes it, lands into the into the uh, inner peck, matches him. Good job. Hey, good job by Fant. Good, good route by Barrios too. Moving on. Number one. Or no, sorry, number two. Uh, I give it to Mims. Uh, targeted three times. He obviously had the one, the one, uh, the one reception I actually didn't put in here. It was across the middle. He did a good job like coming back to the ball, but he was wide open. It was like it seemed like a busted coverage. Didn't put that in there, but overall, again, wasn't targeted the second half. Uh, they targeted Barrios way too much. Um, I know that, you know, Gase and his offensive play calling really relies on slot receivers, but you got to go a little bit out of your box sometimes. Uh, and then you have deep shots to Jeff Smith instead of Nims, which makes no sense. But overall, again, he's been a positive for sure. I put him in here. Um, two plays of him, pretty short. I showed the one route of him. That was pretty good. Well, actually bad technically, but good in terms of his, his future because a guy that big – um, and he's not huge, but he's still relatively big to be able to run routes as crisply as he does with bad technique. I'm really, really excited when he keeps honing on his technique and starts to play a little bit more and, and stop thinking so much. He'll, he'll do that because he's probably thinking, okay, six step, I got to break on this foot. You know, um, when, he, when you learn the playbook, when you start to get the feel, you do it naturally. Um, so bottom of, the, bottom, of the, bottom of the screen right here, 
another get even. He likes these get evens. Um, again, just bring that that back foot up even with the with the with the foot that's up. A little foot fire. Because of that, the guy gets on his heels a little bit and starts to um, just slightly open the gate to the outside. And you can see that the hip starts to open up. He takes it, runs vertically, doesn't bow too much outside. Gets his hand on, looks back for the ball, tracks it. Little bit of a push off right here, but savvy move. Pushes off a little bit, tracks it, catches it, tucks it. Boom. You see the push, the slight push off, but that's that, that slight push off. One wasn't called. And that's how you got to win sometimes. So good job tracking the ball, pushing off a little bit. Hands are pretty tight. Could have been a little bit tighter right there, but still catches the nose of the ball, tucks it immediately. Lands up to his ass. Nice catch. Tucks it immediately. I don't want to see his head slam against the ground like that. That's how a lot of concussions happen that people don't know about is your head slamming back, not necessarily head helmet to helmet. So good job contorting your body. Um, good adjustment to the ball. Good catch. Twenty-six. Mims wins deep. Donald Meh. Okay. Uh, he is. Let me see. I'll tell in a second. Okay. By the way, too much of him playing the slot, too. I like that they're playing him all over, um, but a little bit too much on the slot. He's more of an outside guy right now. Uh, the slot guys, you really want people to run really great routes. Outside's more physicality type stuff and, and, and speed. Um, there's not really much of a release there in terms of moves. A little bit of a hesitation. Takes the outside as the guy opens up his hips right here. Speed. Again, gets his hands on, goes to track the ball. Now Donald puts us in a bad spot. And this is, again, play for both Donald and, and Mims. But this is more of like a pole concept where you have the, sh the short with the, with the seam, um, like a slot fade. And, again, if anything, Donald, again, knowing this guy is sitting, where is the open grass in this play? It's here. Where is, where is Mims' leverage? Mims leverage outside open grass here defender inside of him where you want the ball outside where does Donald put the ball inside where it's almost you know we're not, not almost picked but um it's not easy for Mims to make this again where if you put it to the outside shoulder right here Mims would be able to push off use his use his you know his great extension to the ball his body the way he's a body can just to the ball his body control again now you put it inside now it's a 50 50 ball instead of a you know, a, a 60, 40, 65, 35, you know, six, uh, 70, 30 type ball. Catches it. Good job by the corner um, in terms of getting his right arm through the hands. Again, if, if you're, if you can't track the ball punch through those hands or, or a little bit um, underneath those, not underneath those hands, but inside of those hands, because then he's not able to pull the ball into themselves. So punches through, he tries to grab the ball, but because his arm is there, he's not able to. And then his hand gets on the ball and he uh, breaks it out. So near catch for Mims. If it was out, if it was outside, I have faith that he would catch this ball, but it's not. Um, and you know, the funny thing is too, 
again, I'm a degenerate gambler on some Sundays. Uh, the bet was Mims 45 or over or uh, 45 receiving yards. And I put like, well, whatever, 10, 15 bucks on it. Just to make it interesting. First half ends, two catches for 42 yards. I'm like, oh, just one more catch. And I got that. Sweet. Like, I, I chalked that up as a W for me. And then, of course, just like the first game that he played, uh, not another target. Or maybe one more target. Yeah, that was the only other target. Or the only target in the first half. Uh, in the second half, I believe. That was the second half. First out of the game, Q, the guy who is uh, like he – whole trade rumor and stuff again if you if you think that that he's worth late first or even a, a second round pick I, I i don't know what you're watching he's been one of the most def- de- disruptive defensive linemen um on the interior in the league again bucky brooks coming out and comparing him to to bosa and all these guys he compared him to bosa miles garrett and somebody else and he's like oh well look at their production it's like yeah hey hey idiot they play different positions it's, it's a little bit different d tackle versus dns look at him compared to other defensive tackles um, there's not a defensive tackle in the last three years that have come out that's as good as him, in my opinion. You, you can argue, um, uh, maybe the D uh, what the frick's his name? Blanking out. Long day. Uh, the the D tackle from Tennessee that they took. Uh, it's gonna bother me. Whatever his name is. Um, injured for a year. Whatever. Whatever his name is. But he he's been pretty. He's been pretty uh, good as as well. Um, but. It's it's it, and he was drafted in the first round as well. He'd actually would have been picked right by Q, um, or maybe higher than Q if he was healthy, but he wasn't. But still, one of the most disruptive defensive linemen in the league, like third and and run stop rate and all this stuff. He's been he's been great. Um, right here, he is the loose three. I like him at three tech the best. I, I like him against guards three techs uh, as a three tech. Again, comes off the ball, center widens. Goes to shoot, clubs him, club or or or, or, or uh, swipes the hand. It's kind of hard to tell a little bit right there, but clubs him, clears himself right here with his hands, clears that outside hand, rip, and throws a rip. It, it helps in terms of both lifting up that elbow because obviously when you're going to shoot your hand as an offensive lineman to contain. Um, when your elbow gets lifted up, it's it's going to be much weaker. Um, and it also helps you corner, uses it as a pivot point, rips, gets to Mahomes, and sack or not, it's I don't I looked at it a couple times. Frame by frame, I cannot tell because the ball is out. Like this is the last frame I had it with the ball in his hands. Is his knee down right there? It 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 it's not. So is that the next frame? Maybe. But I'm not sure. It's that's that's a that's a bang bang type thing. They didn't call in the field. I I get it. Whatever. Targeting it was intentional grounding. He was going for Kelsey. Um, but he doesn't get there obviously because he's getting hit. But still, look how quickly he you know he gets there. Again, this is a guy who's a bust apparently. You know. So anybody but Mahomes up that it's pretty much a sack right there. You know. So next play and last play of Q play 21. Uh, this is a weirder play. I'm not, I'm not going to get into this forever because it's just, it, it looks weird. Uh, he's like a slanted one right here. And so it's, it's kind of odd how this happens where he, he rushes and obviously the line, you know, Island right guard to the left tackle slide in protection. 
So the, the, the right guard picks him up or the left, uh, yeah, sorry, the right guard picks him up. And Q almost like looks like he widens because he sees the running back here. But then he goes to penetrate the inside, but then he goes back out. So it's almost like he, he noticed it here, but then why would he go to, to go to, uh, towards the quarterback? So I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but he sees Mahomes throwing it to the running back, which he just saw leaking out. Again, in terms of a straight line athlete, like laterally and stuff like that, he's not the best athlete, but in terms of straight line, again, he's pretty good. He's not the best athlete, but I think, I think he's solid. Sees it, chases it down, tackle for a loss. So good play by him. Um, moving on to the bad from the offense. Uh, I, I put, I put Donald in here. Um, I don't think he did anything outstandingly bad, outstandingly bad this game. Uh, I showed the one play on third down that he missed that he could have had again, based on leverage, uh, and, and reading windows or anticipating windows, he should have hit it. But if, again, he's, he's all out of whack right now. Um, this entire season, again, he, even if he had a couple of elite games at this point, I'm, I'm still taking Lawrence. He, he's had eight – well, he's played in – Well, he missed the uh, – a large chunk uh, – a large chunk. He missed – I always forget the Cardinals game and the other game, whatever. He's played in six out of eight games, um, and six out of those eight games, none of them were impressive enough. Like, the, the best game he had was the, the Niners, and, like, that was, like, barely okay. You know, like it was all right, but I need to see consistent good games from him, string them together three, four, five in a row. Um, again, considering him circumstances, uh, if if I if I was a stat humper, um, then blame me. And you know, oh, you, how do you expect him to get three touchdowns? I'm talking about relative to expectations. He has to play good. Um, Donald getting, you know, 250 yards, two touchdowns, and zero picks. It could be just as good as, you know. Uh, Mahomes with his cast getting 400 yards, four touchdowns, zero picks. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's all based on what's around you. And I understand that obviously, but uh, 4.4 yards per attempt. Um, I only have five plays of him again, keeping it short, but let's see what this play is. Donald takes sack, Becton effort. Okay, so positive for Becton, but Donald taking a sack. Again, these are just things I want him to, to – and what down? It's, it's, it's third and seven-ish, let's say. Again, snap, reading the bottom of the field. Again, read leverages. This, if you're going to take the deep shot, take the deep shot. You, you got to throw it. If, you're, if, if, that, if that's what he's reading, then throw it to the out to the outside, throw the sideline, and throw the ball. If you're not throwing that, you know that based on leverage, that this guy's going to catch up to Mims. What do you have at this point? You're reading right. He's carrying. He's carrying. Right here, you have you have an open receiver, which is which is Barrios. Barrios cuts to the outside easily easily has the the db by let's call it three yards he hits barrios to the outside right here what happens he catches the ball he turns up for a first down what happens donald for whatever reason does not throw it hesitates doesn't pull the trigger because he's gun shy and even if he does hear some footsteps he should throw the ball now again if you're going to throw the deep ball throw the deep ball you're not going to throw it to mims right there on the wheel because he's covered you know what he, you know he's he's cutting up field versus a guy with with over the top leverage and who's who's running him down. Barros is there, open, doesn't hit him. Runs out of the pocket or, or starts to run, scramble, takes a sack. 
again, reading the right side the entire time. He's looking most likely to Barrios right here based on where his helmet is. Even if he's not, he's, he has to read that. There's three guys right there. Read them. It's a half-field read. It's, not, it's nothing complex. Doesn't want to throw it. Again, runs out of the pocket. Uh, Becton. Again, a little bit too much of of and, and so people like criticize like, oh my god, Beckton had a few bad plays in the Bills game. You criticize him. I'm just being fair. Beckton had a decent game versus the Bills. This game, he had a decent game. That's not a bad game, but it's not a great game. I thought he played decent this game. Okay, which is fine. I, I thought he was gonna have major peaks and valleys. I thought he was gonna be really good one game, really bad another game. He hasn't had a bad game yet. He's been a top ten, top fifteen left tackle in the league easily. So when I say he's okay or I, I criticize technique, don't go crazy. That's that's what I'm supposed to do. Vertical set, again, good good balance in it. Um, good short choppy steps. Shoots his hand. Though my only problem with his hand right here is it's he's reaching a little bit. You don't want to see full extension for for for, for punches. That means you're leaning into it. You're not gonna have as much power into it, and it becomes a little bit more. Um, you can anticipate it a little bit more because that's a travel farther distance, obviously. Um, you know, getting uppercutted from, from, you know, six inches away is a lot harder to anticipate than a full wind up and hook from a foot away. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, reaches a little bit for contact again, wasn't going to be the strongest punch cross chop guys are going to bend the arc and great effort by him though. Again, gets beat, but literally guy goes a corner and might've got a sack on Donald, but because he gets his, his right hand into his hip and pushes him up the arc and pushes him past Arnold. Great freaking job. Good effort there. I like that play. Listen, criticize the technique, which I did. I, I'll give that more of a plus play because of the effort than a negative for um, the, the technique in, in that spot. So um, great job by, by him there um, on that play. All right. Next play of Darnold. 16. Donald doesn't see Barrios. All right. Again, and this one, I think this one's a little bit more uh, nitpicky, but this is things I saw in the rookie year that I'm not seeing now. Fake pitch. Roll out to the right. Again, not seeing anything he wants to throw. But I want to I want to see him keep his eyes up the field because he he does commit to the run pretty early. I know he checks to the left, but I want to see him continue to check, especially at, at a certain point in the game. At this point, they're already down a decent amount. If he were to continue looking down the field, again, a little bit nitpicky. Could he have floated this to Barrios? There's nobody over here. Nobody here. If he continued to run vertical, could, would he throw this ball in his rookie year? I believe yes. Now you have to make sure to throw it only where Barrios can catch it. So you got to be able to trust your arm right here. Um, but again, doesn't keep his eyes downfield. Doesn't keep his eyes up and, and, and runs for um, five yards. But again, could have been a, a potential touchdown. That doesn't say. A little bit nitpicky because he's on the run. I get that. But I wanted to put it in there. Three more plays of Donald.
Darnold ball not tipped, Smith terrible routes. This is a combination. I just want to. I remember saying that Darnold has a problem reading leverage, which I don't think he should have thrown this ball. To be honest, um, obviously drops back, reads Smith the entire time, and decides to throw the ball at this point when this DB has over the top, if not inside leverage, and he um, is clearly jamming the shit out of Smith. He throws the ball anyway. Smith does a, a, a terrible route. Like, what are you, tr- why is he, like, the foot fire, I get it. There's no stab outside. And even if you are going to break inside right here, defeat the hands. Why are you going to, why are you going to run a slant foot fire and then work into him, then try to cut inside? That makes absolutely no freaking sense. So terrible route. Donald forces the ball to him, throws the ball, which should have been a pick. Oh, the ball was tipped at the line. No, it wasn't. Or anything all day. If the ball was tipped right there, I'm saying it's not tipped. You know why? The thing you look for is a spiral on the ball. Was Did the ball continue to spiral? Did the ball change trajectory? No. It was not tipped. Again, reading the leverages over the top, if not inside leverage in the corner. Right into his hands, but he drops it. Easily could have been a pick. Terrible route by Smith. Not a good decision by Donald. Argue with your couch. Uh, 28. Donald throw. Barry was dropped. Okay, so this is a good play where Donald wasn't hopped out. And there was a couple plays this game for sure where Donald uh, didn't have anybody open. A little bit of pressure that I usually do show when I keep it relatively short. So there are there definitely are circumstances where Darnold um, has a tough spot. I get that. Doesn't see anything opening wants. Gets a little bit of pressure, rolls out to the left side. Barrios adjusts his route as he sees Darnold scrambling out. Good job. Barrios is a good, does do a good job adjusting his route when he sees Darnold in trouble. Darnold hits him across his body. Hits him right in the chest. Fank gets bull rushed a little bit. Beckton gets beat inside. He, he oversets a tiny bit right there. Donald sees it, rolls out, sees Barrios, gets square to him, throws it right on him. And Barrios uh, has terrible te- catching technique. If the ball is lower, you can, you can, where it's like in that in between area, like almost around the, the, the hip to the belly button area, like you can, it's really hard to decide what you want to do when you're catching it. But in this scenario, you have to attack the ball. You got you to work to the ball. You can't, let the, you can't body catch everything because then it's going to bounce off your body and you're going to drop the ball. What happens here? It goes through his hands, bounces off of his bicep shoulder area, and he drops and, it, and it's dropped. Attack the ball. Come, come, you don't have to necessarily even come back to the ball, but diamond, extend to the ball. No, that's not what happens. Again, you can't catch it underhand like this and it hits you in the arm. You, you're not going to be able to catch it like that. You look like a freaking, and again, he's an NFL athlete, but he looks like a 12 year old trying to catch a ball right there. Drops it. Last play at Darnold. At least that's labeled Darnold. I'm sure there'll be another one. Darnold, bad ball. So drop back, 
slight pet play action. You have the crossing route right here from, uh, looks like Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith comes across. Donald obviously starts to scramble out to his left side. Sees that he wants to throw the ball to Smith, who is, is open, NFL standards. Um, this is open. He's getting carried. He's in the flat. He's looking to you. To you. Doesn't know this guy's behind him, and he's outrunning a linebacker. You need to hit him. He throws the ball too far, and again, you're, people are going to say, and I, I can slightly agree with it that has some miscommunication here where he slows down. But just put the ball on his body. You're leading him into a, into the DB. If anything, again, I want to throw it a little bit shorter than the DB. He throws it to an area where the DB almost has a chance to pick it. Get some pressure. Roll out to the right or to his left. Sorry. Sees Smith. Again, Smith does slow down. But this ball, even if it, even if Smith continued to run, would be high and in an area where if he would jump up the catches, he would get rocked. So you threw up a hospital ball instead of instead of putting it more onto his body. So he misses him. I, I know there's a slight miscommunication here where he where he sees, and again, I think this is why, is because he expects Donald to put it on him because he sees the DB. He's looking there. He's not looking at Donald. He sees the DB, he goes to slow down a little bit. Donald puts it too far. A little bit of miscommunication, a little bit nitpicky there. That's a, that's a, that's a bang bang. I'm not gonna kill him on that play, but you do want to see him connect there. Uh, I would say Jeff uh, Jeff Smith, my next bad of the offense. He was pretty terrible. Um, that route was awful that he that he ran. My other one is Herndon, who's been a complete ghost this year. I didn't expect him to have a great year. Um, again, I thought his rookie year was overhyped. I said that before the season. I I have plenty of receipts. Didn't think he's, I think he's that great. I thought he could be an okay tight end. Um, or his rookie year was okay and he would be okay this year, but he's been brutal where you don't want to play him. Uh, he touches the ball. If he, if he throws him, he drops it. If he does catch it, he fumbles it. And, oh, he only had two fumbles. Yeah, he has like four catches. Not not four. I think he's like 10, maybe. So, I don't know. How many, something right around there. So, I literally just put Herndon sucks. He's terrible. He's awful. Drop back, screen pass again. This is two screens that he's fumbled. Stays in the block. Good job getting under his guy and blocking. Leaks out. Ball in his hands. He runs for a couple extra yards. And he holds the ball like a loaf of bread when he comes into holes. Two, two things is, one, it's not tight enough to your body right here, even with your left hand. And if you know you're coming into contact right here, if you know you're about to get hit, you see this guy flying in, two hands on the ball. It's a really, really simple concept. It's probably one of the first five things you look into learning football. It's two hands on the ball. That's it. You're coming into, when you know you're coming into contact, especially in, in a situation where there's multiple guys in, in, in that contact window, two hands on it. What does he do? He almost goes to brace with that forearm with the ball in his hand, and it pops out. Holy shit. I would have never imagined that if you go to brace with that form that the ball is in, instead of tucking it tighter to your body um, with two hands. Again, what, what is his right arm doing? Fumble. He sucks. He is he is awful. I was hoping he got traded yesterday. I'm or I'm surprised a couple guys didn't get traded. Like more guys didn't get traded. Like Jordan Jenkins, Desir, whoever you want, get get rid of them. But uh, this didn't happen. So Herndon, he's in my bad of the offense, obviously. Um, miscellaneous plays that were bad from the offense. I have two of them. McGovern beat again. He he did get beat once this game, but overall I don't think he was that bad. But this play was bad. Again, Chris Jones is one of the most dominant pass rushing defensive tackles in the league. I'd say second two. 
Um, Aaron Donald, in terms of pass rushing run game, he's not as consistent. But McGovern snaps the ball. Again, with him being a slanted two-eye, you know that he's going to be aggressive, slanted, or, or more to penetrate gaps really quickly. Um, you're almost going to get that runner stance, and you have to anticipate quick uh, contact right here. So you want to see McGovern snap this ball and get his right hand right into him. Hand goes up, but his hand drops. He snaps the ball. Again, this is hard for centers because you have to snap the ball and then get your hand up, so it is very hard. But his hand drops right there by his, by his knees and comes around, gets his chest controlled. Again, if he is a slanted two, it, again, it's not an easy position. I'm not saying it is. Snap the ball, cover with your with your feet. So snap, jump over here. He kind of he snaps the ball and widens out, and then goes to goes to to get his hands on, but he doesn't he doesn't widen enough. You want you want to choke him off, cut him off. So I want to see him widen out a little bit more here as well, and be a little bit more aggressive, assertive with that right hand. Gets his chest controlled, throws a rip. Donald gets hit. Um, and the ball goes over Herndon's head. Play 30. That was bad from the offense. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Do I have two 30s? Yep, I have two 30s. Okay. Terrible sweep attempt. All right. What did I say? Why did I say that? Oh, yeah. The, the sweep... The, or the yeah the jet sweep this is a bad jet sweep because you don't even fake out the linebacker that's my problem with this is it's it, it, this is telegraphed you this, there's no fake there, there's they're not meshing it's not like he meshed and then tossed it or, or or went to fake mesh and then tossed it there was no fake mesh here he was he telegraphed it. he he looked there immediately he's not coming up on him so if you're reading this you're seeing Donald looking this way so unless it's a fake jet sweep and then he hands it off which would take a lot of time to develop it's going to be a jet sweep it's telegraphed you have a good play call obviously too with with the with the blitz from from Matthew so that doesn't it obviously hurts the the call but it was telegraphed Matthew sees it takes his angle to it tackle Jeff Smith isn't ready at the snap he the, the defender moves before he does He's high up in his stance. His hands are on his knees or near his knee. At least they look like he's on his knees. He goes into oh shit mode and then tries to throw a block and just stands there. It's not like he fights to get back in the play. Just stands there. Oh, uh, duh. Jeffman's been bad, man. But he's been bad. And throws his hand. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? He's been disappointing for sure since like all the hype. You know, again, these are guys who people get attached to, fifth, sixth string guys maybe next year, but they're, they're Jags that, you know, that's, that's what they are. Um, bad from the defense, a couple plays in here. I'm not sure too much left. Uh, Huff and Basham were quiet. Huff had like 60 to 70% of the snaps, I think was pretty quiet. Didn't really produce. So a little bit disappointing, but again, you're going to expect some peaks and values of him. Basham was quiet too. Williamson obviously got traded for, uh, Williamson in a seventh to, to uh, 2022 seventh for 2022 fifth. He moved up two rounds, completely fine with it. He wasn't getting resigned. Um, anyway, uh, he was bad. A lot of a ton of plays and coverage. Not going to show up a lot of, of him. Desir was overall, he wasn't awful, but he was not still, he wasn't a positive still. Um, he let up that, that annoying third and 14 or third and 16, whatever it was, where he was playing off. Uh, Ashton Davis played poorly. I got three plays of him. Uh, the long touchdown run, which is on a couple guys, Hewitt Davis bash on my put. 
on this play, which is which is another jet sweep, little pop pass. This counts as a touchdown pass for for uh, Mahomes. I guess the ball goes forward, but Basham on the edge right here, not the best recognition. He's obviously reading it, but hesitates way too much. You know that they run a lot of this of these plays. If Bell is working opposite of 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 the, the sweep, that's not really going to be a responsibility anymore. Even if you even if you were to shoot up field a little bit too much right here, and then Bell gets the ball, just you know shuffle and and maintain your your backside gap responsibility. But you don't want to get outflanked around you, so a little bit slow right here to read that. Austin maintains outside leverage. I'm I'm fine with that. Davis comes down. The problem with Davis is he maintains outside leverage, but he never makes a, a, a move on the ball carrier. Look, you have inside pursuit. Attack him right here. This is the there's a window to, to hit him. You don't have to stay outside for so long. You have inside pursuit. Come downhill a little bit. Still maintaining outside leverage, but but work towards him. Close that distance. What does he do? Stops his feet. Never close that ground. Just gets completely frozen. Runs right by him. What what are you doing there? And then uh, you have uh, Hewitt, too, who, again, you see the jet sweep. You know that everything picks jet sweeps, everything you want to work to the sideline because you're working away from the inside pursuit. So if anything, you want to work over the top to contain it and, to and towards the sideline. What does he do? A guy with not a lot of speed has a, has a guy working into the, into, the, um, into the arc to block him. And... Again, just just contain the run. He tries to go underneath, which you're net at this point. Even if he was run straight, I don't think he cuts off um, Hardman. So he has to run at a high angle. You're never gonna get Hardman if you go if you undercut this block. What does he do? Undercuts it and takes himself completely out of play. He needs to stay over the top right here. Davis needs to maintain outside leverage or get outside leverage, which he does. But then work towards him. You can't just completely freeze and not even get a hand on. Basham is slow to recognize again. You see right here, he's just slow to recognize it. Bad job by Basham. Davis comes downhill, frozen, 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 cuts inside of him. Work towards him at this point. Here, I'm following the outside leverage, but start to cut him off now. Get it, you know, still outside leverage, but work towards him. You can't just let him run by you. So bad job by Davis and bad job by, again, Hewitt, who at this point tries to go underneath instead of over the top which makes no sense um so i put that in davis but that was on a couple guys nine beat corner post too deep he's deep half he has to play anything vertical you're gonna have the cloud corner he's going to especially with no underneath threat as like a smash concept you know flat seven whatever which is a flat seven really is a smash variation. Um, this guy's going to drift, so he's going to get underneath this route. If it is a corner, you have to make sure you're over the top. They run a they run a corner post, corner, peaks. Davis sells out to cut off the corner instead of being a little bit more patient, staying over the top, letting this guy undercut it. He completely sells out. Post, he goes to speed turn and he's absolutely burned. Again, it's it's Hill. So tough position because Hill is so fast, but you, you have to trust your guy to get underneath of this and stay a little bit more patient over the top. And if he is thrown to the sideline here, then then trust that you can get to the ball because he's going to have to float it a little bit over this over this the cloud corner who's getting depth. So he has to be a little bit more patient right here. This is a rookie mistake. Po a corner post. Mahomes leads him wide open. 
touchdown beats Davis, who that was his responsibility. 27. This is a positive play, I guess, Davis. Um, they're capping Hill. Or uh, sorry, they're capping Kelsey. Looks like a man, but he's really a man on him. Just deeper coverage. They have uh, that, that corner blitz right there. Or sorry, the safety blitz. He plays over the top. Again, people are, oh, well, what if he cut inside? Or what, what if he did this? Or what if he did that? There's, there's risk and rewards to every play. There's different weaknesses. So you cover one, cover one hole. Or no, well, actually, this is just like, this is like a cover, something cover one. It's just uh, it's like cover zero with a hole defender because there's no deep guy. He's, he's in man. So he's not deep responsibility. He's just in man on Kelsey, stays over the top, sees him breaking outside, drops his weight and explodes and cuts off the route. Good job, good angle to the route. And obviously the ball is, is uh, overthrown a little bit, but but good job right there, staying square and exploding once he once he saw him uh, cutting to the outside. Uh, Jenkins not making any impact. I put him in here. I put one play of him in here. Uh, he's been he's been a non-factor. He's he has bad awareness too on the edge. He always has so with uh, terms of like being disciplined on the backside of things and uh, uh, read options things like that. He's not very good. RPO. Again, like these are plays you need to make. So this is an RPO. Obviously, they have the um, it's like an inside. It's like a it's an RPO with the fake jet sweep. This guy works on a slant and gets hit. Now Davis, this is not this is not honestly the worst play because he's playing on whoever that guy is. He's speedy. 11. Is that Robinson? I forget who 11 is. Or is that Hill? I forget no Hill is 10, right? Um so Davis because they disguise this a little bit, he has to get over the top. So I'm not going to kill him on that. Some plays you just get beat. It it is what it is based on the play call. So I'm not going to kill him. But Jenkins awareness right here is brutal. Like 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 read a little bit. He crashes down because the the, the tackle crashes down so he follows. Read the mesh point. He pulls this so early and his eyes are still inside at this point. And he goes to take on what he thinks is a sifter instead of attacking Mahomes. Um, Cause if, if he was to see this mesh point, him pull the ball, what does he do? He adjusts, he takes his angle to Mahomes. Now maybe, maybe gets a pass deflection, maybe gets a quarterback hit, maybe even gets a sack, but his eyes are so locked inside right here. He'd even see the, me- he didn't see the, he wasn't reading the mesh point. He wasn't reading the quarterback at all. Look at him. What are you doing? Oh, was it pass? Oh, I, th- I threw the tight end to the ground. That's cool. Like, what the frick, man? Um, oh, I said Williamson again. I only put one play of him in here. Sorry. Uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll show it. But oh, this is where he's beat back to back plays. I'll do this quickly because again, he's not on the team anymore. He's right here. <laughs> again. Three to one. You got to read. You got to help out. You have this guy who sits on the on the on the snag right there. The sit. He looks that way. Sees the route concept. Runs to the same guy that that this defender is running to, and a and Kelsey gets right over, you know, top. 
Never sees him. Completion. Next, the very next play. He has to play the two. He drops. Kelsey right here is his responsibility. He drops way too far inside leverage, reading the looking at the quarterback the entire time. While Kelsey stemming him inside, so good job by Kelsey stemming inside on the on the corner. Williamson plays it terribly, breaks out, easy catch. So, again, ran through him really quickly. It's not going to break down a lot of Williamson, though he's, he's gone. Uh, miscellaneous plays from the defense. I have six of them. Uh, let's see, play number one. Pull spot drop. Uh, pool's okay this kid, but I think pool is okay. Some people think he's really, really good. I see sometimes where he gets beat, um, that he's not targeted. I think it's the other corners. Like, listen, if you're gonna have to target one, you know, a couple corners from the Jets when you have guys like Austin and Desir, um, I think that's why pool is picked on a little bit less than he could be because all the other guys are even more open. So pool is okay to me. I don't, I don't think he's great. I don't think he's bad. I think he's okay. Slot corner, physical. I like that. But spot drop again. This is the problem with Greg Williams' defense. He's not matching. He's not matching the two, the two to the three, the three to the two, which he's supposed to take this guy right here. Two threat. Gets right behind him. Goes to set it down. Works as a soft spot. Pool never matches him, never opens up his hips to get onto him. He works back to the ball, and Mahomes completes it. This is way too easy. You're, you're right there. This is supposed to be shut down. But because Greg Williams spot dropping, they don't match guys. Boom, right to the ball. You're playing blind with guys behind you. 8-23. Uh, pool almost beat deep. Okay, so yeah, criticize him a little bit this game then. Inside leverage. Again, a play where heavy inside leverage, you open up your hips right away to a speedster in Hill, which is like, if you're going to play off, play off, but make sure you're over the top of them. Don't play so far inside. So far inside. Hill just speed releases to the outside and that's it. That's all you got to do. If, if you're going to, if you're going to play with such heavy inside leverage and open up your hips, then he's going to take that outside. But if you, at least if you're over the top, you can work towards him and, and choke off that route but he's playing with too far inside leverage. He'll taste it outside. Mahomes trusts him to, to win the outside. Mahomes overthrows him a little bit. But again, the NFL, if this ball is on target, he's beat. So not a good job by Poole right there. Hewitt beat for TD. He was like a good backup, like guy you want to come in like on some run plays and things like that. But other than that, he's a, he's a backup player. I like his physicality and stuff. He, has, he had a few nice pops in this game, but again, just awareness. This was a zone coverage. Offenses start to flow right. He's reading that. Bad awareness. What's happening at this point? He stays in, chips, releases to the inside. Like they do this, this these type of plays a lot. Bash and rushes. If he if he if he's gonna chip and re, and release inside, um, have awareness of that. He's looking at Mahomes the whole time. Completely bypasses uh, Kelsey, who's sitting down right here. Again, he should notice this. That he'll, I mean, that that uh, he's not trying to block anybody. He's looking back to Mahomes. 
Mahomes underhands it again. If he were to see this, he sees him sit down. He sees Mahomes start to underhand it. He attacks him, tackles him again. He'd have to work past this offensive lineman, but you'd, you'd like to see him have awareness and work past that. He doesn't notice it until the ball. It's way too late. Inside, easy touchdown. Again, all happens bang bang. But you're a professional athlete. You got to notice that split second right there. It happens quick, doesn't it? But he takes, uh, you know, one. One, two, almost three steps before he really notices it. Um, all right. Both 29, 29, 29, 30. Okay. Let's see. Both 29, please. I labeled 29 twice. This year, beat deep, third and 14. Yep. Again, third and 14. What should you expect? The guy cutting it at the sticks. What does this year not, not do? Play the sticks right here in the bottom. Opens up his hips. Way too much of this freaking shuffle technique from the Jets. That's all they do is shuffle technique. It's so hard to break back on the ball in a shuffle technique. This guy stems him vertically. He's fast. I get that. But you have to anticipate that he's going to break to the sticks. Shuffle technique. Plays too far off. Sounding like Mahomes has great timing with him. If, if he did, the ball would be out now. But maybe he sees a little bit late. Fires. Catches first down. Way too easy. You're playing off. Just it's all you do to Jets corner. Just stem them deep and break back to the ball. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna win. Or just attack the middle spot dropping. It's it. You could, you could just run snags and and uh, hitches and curls over the middle all day long. Because if you just spread them out, they're they're effed. May nearly be deep again. May's had a couple of plays. This this this. If if two plays were hit, if the play hit was hit last week from or no, was that two weeks ago from Josh Allen? Then it's on May for a touchdown. If this play. Gets hit deep, it could be on May, May for a touchdown. Again, he's playing. Um, you cover one. May is, May is deep, has to read both sides of the field. He's cutting too far outside. He cuts inside. Your eyes need to flash right back to the to the other side. I don't know why he deemed this side to read first, but again, you want to stay square. When you stay square, you you allow your, your yourself to work back and forth and, and have much more fluid eyes instead of being so like herky jerky and your hips are open like this. Now I have to read this side. How it's harder to read this side and you're open like this. So um even if you want to work this side, weave. Why can't guys stay square? I I don't get it. So it doesn't say anything he wants to want uh, doesn't say anything that he's to get get over the top here. Again, now read this side. Flip it, flip, flip around. Speed turn, you know, transition, you know, open your hips up, whatever. Read this side. He sees Mahomes start to go to load up to throw the ball. Goes no shit mode. Throws the brakes on because he doesn't see this guy. Mahomes loads up and throws the ball on a post, skinny post, or seam route. You know, he could have just broken. It doesn't have to be by design. He could have broken inside that because of the leverage that Poole had. And again, if this ball is connected, now Poole and May were just beat for a touchdown, which Poole is almost just beat for a big play that other, the other time too. Poole opens, a, again, shuffle technique, lets him take the inside hip and just burns him. You can't just let speedsters op take an open hip all the time. So, not a good play there. Did both 29s, one more play. Oh, 31. Jets D, so damn easy. Okay, just another frustrating play from the defense. 
Again, it's all you have to do. Look. It's not hard. Just they spot drop. They open their up their hips too soon. They're afraid of your speed clearly. Number 11 just runs to the 45 and just turns around. He, he just, he just, run, he just runs a, um, a stop route. Just stops at the 45 and look how far a pool is off. He's reading the quarterback. And again, look how late he is to react to this. If, if uh, really late to react, ball is out. And it's not like, oh, it's like one, two. It's not like he throws it and the ball is out and connects. It's turn back, wait, 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 wait. Oh, ball's out. Okay, now I got it. Way too much time. It's just so freaking easy. First down. Good from the offense. I, I put Barrios. He was targeted too much. And this is relative to expectations. It's not Barrios was great. I'm, I'm talking about for like a fourth, fifth, sixth string receiver. Finally, I'm a positive. He didn't have a drop, but eight receptions, 34 yards, whatever. Um, I have one play of him. Barrios route backfield. I feel like I already had this play. Maybe it's a different route at the backfield. Again, right here. Yeah. Versus Matthew. Obviously gets the outside right here, gets around the rush. Squares up Matthew, eats up ground. A little bit of like a skip step right here. Where this with where the, the brake foot, the left foot doesn't come fully up. It comes halfway. It's like a skip step. Again, because he doesn't want to eat too much ground. So Throws off the rhythm, the timing of Matthew while eating up less ground. Cuts inside. Good job getting that that uh, the dry foot under the frame right there. Again, on a, on a, on a quick cut inside, but there's no stop step. Brick, drive, and it's under his frame. Works over top of it. Allows his hips to work over top of it. Looks back to the ball. Donald fires it. Hits him. Good job. Good route by Berrios. Moving on. Uh, I put Perrine was okay, but he doesn't really make people miss. His vision's lacking. Let's let's be honest. Um, he's been not very impressive when he comes in. I'm not gonna lie. I think he's been okay at best, if if, if not a little bit disappointing. Um, so, Barrios nine yards. All right, sorry, Perrine nine yards. Got tight zone split. Again, this is a pretty big hole. This is nothing really super impressive. As he's taking his hand off, look at the look at the helmets. Outside, outside, outside. We're going to cut inside, correct? Cuts inside. As he does that, obviously these guys have outside leverage. Fant works up to the second level. This is open. He takes it. Nothing crazy. I don't know why I put that in there, to be honest. Uh, 17. Pre-meth vision, Okay. Again, another tight zone split. I just, yeah, his vision just lacking sometimes. And I think, I think this is a short, yeah, this is the, was this the third and two before the fourth and fourth and one run that he had or whatever? I think this was. Again, you're just trying to get two yards right here. What do you see? You take, you take, you take the handoff. Inside leverage, outside leverage. If you're reading the linebacker, what is the linebacker doing? The linebacker is following the sifter. He's following the sifter. Look at him. His hips are completely open up and he's following that. He's not, he's not coming. He's not filling this hole. You can tell by his hips. What should he do? Smash into the a gap right here and just duck forward for, for, for two yards. It's open. 
this is open. This guy is not getting back to you. He's not, he's not filling that gap. He needs to read that. That's what you need to read as a running back. He cuts back, tries to bounce outside, tackled. Instead of, again, all he needed to get was to the, what, to the, to the 45-yard line right here, seemingly. I think that's what it was. Could he go to the 45-yard line if he puts his helmet down right here? You tell me. Not great vision right there. Uh, I put him on good up for the offense. That I, I, whatever, I guess. Uh, Beckton, I only have two plays of him. I put him in the good again. I, I this is this is an okay game from him. Uh, the the vaunted play on Twitter from from Beckton. Again, I, I I come here to speak the truth to people. Um, this was a largely overrated play, to be completely honest. From him, mid zone. This guy's outside leverage. If anything, he wants to get his hips a little bit more vertical and then outside and kick him out. Um, my problem with him is here, his hips are open to the outside and he, he's kind of letting Clark anchor down a little bit and string him along where his hips really aren't into this block. So once he gets hips more into this block, they engage. Lewis is the is 95% the reason that, that Clark goes flying right here. I'm going to be very honest. He anchors down. He's working off the instep versus Becton. He's not in the air at all right here. He's anchoring down. He, he has leverage on Becton. He's, gonna, he's not going to stand him up because Becton's Becton, but he's not going flying right here. There's no way. Lewis comes in, gets his hand under the armpit while he's engaged and trying to anchor down. So he has no power against, against, against Lewis. Lewis gets under that arm, lifts him. That's all. This is, this is, and again, it's a little bit Becton, but a lot of that is Lewis getting under his armpit and extending and lifting up. Now Becton finishes it just by, just by staying engaged. But people put up this, this is, this is what you see on Twitter. Oh my God, Becton threw him in the air. If, if, if he engaged like this, he's not throwing him in the air right there. His hips are not under that block for him to do that. I'm telling you right now. He's, he's, he's higher in, he's losing leverage battle. His hips aren't under the block and he was going to get, you know, kind of stood up right here. Lewis comes in and does that. So again, I, I see so many people, even guys who I respect, um, well, kind of not, not really. Um, the people who are, Oh my God, you know, look, look at, a look at that block by by, by Beckton. He lifted the guy in the air. It takes two seconds of watching this and understanding leverages and things like that. To, to, this is not a, super complex play to realize that's much more Lewis than fan than Beckton. But again, I'm just, I'm just here to point that stuff out. I'm not killing. I love Beckton. Don't think I'm just, I, I saw that. Play. I was like, the first thing I noticed, I was like, what that was, I was like, all oh, Lewis. Like, why are people hyping this up so much? Beckton down block. This is a good block. Again, you want to run behind him for sure. He's been, he's been elite for a rookie. I think he's going to be easily a top five tackle or, you know, left tackle in the league. I really do. Down block, gets his hands into the chest, drives, defines a gap. Perrine on fourth and one after that bad play that I showed before, gets the first down. Again, run behind Becton. They're aiming for the C gap right here. He's kicking out. He's he's blocking down. It's a gap run. Do that more. Moving on. Good from the defense, and then that's it. We only got four plays left. Uh, Good from the defense. I put Fado Kasi in here. I uh, thought he had a decent game. Power. Aggressive step up field. 
Um, spikes the the double the, the the combo blocker here. Puts his helmet in between the combo block. Spikes it. High leg postman splits him. Postman comes in, drops his shoulder into him. Eventually gets his eyes on the running back, sees the running back's track, and just throws. This is just power for him not to have really great position on this on this on the uh, the center. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have bad position either. But for him to just turn, see this the the running back, which by the way, Bell didn't look good. He had like seven carries for ten yards or whatever. Like he did not look good at all in the Chiefs. Which again, he he. There's a lot of plays on the Jets. I showed this year even before he got traded. I was like, eh. Um, he's not the bell he used to be. Obviously, the Jets situation did not help him. Obviously, Gase needed to use him more as a receiver, et cetera. But power from Fadokasi just drop his weight right there and just throw him right into Bell. Good job by Fadokasi. 39. All right. They we're pretty much done. Two more plays. Three more plays left. Two more, two more of whoever it is after this. Who I, oh, I said, I forget. Zero tech. Combo. Good leverage. Gets his hands inside. This uh, the, the left guard uses like this uh, gallop technique to close the ground, create power. Fadokasi feels it, drops his drops his hips, working off the the inside, the the uh, the instep, crosses his face. He sees again. Once he once he widens, he takes on that com the, the combo. His eyes go inside, sees the running back, drops, sheds the arm over, boom, tackle. Oh, back to back run 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 st- run stuffs uh, right here. Two eye uh, loose one. Step up field, sees the center coming to block him. Gets hands on, sees the running back's track is wide. Widens with hands on again, sees the track, widens, sees running back cutback, drops his hips, works off the left foot instep to plant, shed, tackle. Good job. I like Fadok. I like Fadokasi, Williams, Huff, John Franklin Myers moving into the future as a Jets defensive line or part of their front seven. I want to see more of a Zuniga, obviously, too. Uh, John Franklin Myers is the other guy, 1335. Alrighty. Run stuff third and two. He is the four eye loose three. I'll come over loose three there than a four eye. Step inside. Right guard comes to take him on. He sees that. Widens. Sees it. Widens. Double swipe. Penetrate. The center goes to pick him up, but he's too. He he he's he's a strong guy. Like that that like that contact like that does not bother him when he's when he's working uh, in a straight line. So sees the right car coming, double swipe, power, boom, right into right into Bell. Bless also got to chill on that a little bit. That that could I see some refs throw some flags like that, so he has to chill coming in for the late hit on that. But look at that! Look how quickly he wins right there. Just bang, right into Bell. Awesome job. Last play. 
35. Sorry, I keep cracking my neck. Um, Jay, John Franklin Marsh tackle. So he is right here. Uh, two tech. I like him against guards. Step up field. Sees the combo coming. Sees the uh, the the post the postman. You want to ideally you want to dent the post, as I say, the combo box. So, sees it coming. Hands tighten inside. Sees the running back's track is wide. Is wide. Drops his hips. Explodes over the top. Crosses the face of sixty-seven. Tackle. And there you go. All right. Moving on from that, special teams. I don't have any other miscellaneous plays. Don't worry. Uh, special teams, man, five punts, 227 yards. Another big tackle this game, uh, 54 yards per punt. Again, good job. He had a, he had a, he's, a, he's had a bad game or two, or like a below average game or two, but overall, he's a rookie too. So overall, good game. Uh, Sergio Castillo, is that his name? Uh, awesome game. He, he might he, – I think he's taking Ficken's job. Um, he's like 30 years old, uh, CFL kicker and all this other stuff, but listen, you can kick into your late thirties. That's fine. Um, so him coming in, making a long of 55, another one at like 45 ish yards. Um, Ficken has done well this year, but overall all of his kicks are like 30, 40 yards. Like he hasn't hit a 55 yard or so good job for Sergio Castillo, whatever fighting for a job, a kicking job in the NFL. So, uh, obviously with one block where a guy was on block. So that's not on him, obviously. So really good job by Castillo. Next game, Patriots. I just put uh oh because this is a team that, of course, if the the one time I want, you know everybody wants the Jets to be the the Patriots, or every other year they want the Jets to be the Patriots. This year we want to lose to the Patriots most likely. Although the fans, or ninety percent of fans, I'm sure want the number one pick. Uh, at this point, who cares if we beat the Patriots? It doesn't matter. They don't have Tom Brady. Whatever. They're they're bad too. Um, so this is the year we'll freaking beat them. And then Jaguars get the number one pick, and we'll get the two pick, and we'll lose. We'll you know miss out on on. Lawrence and Fields doesn't seem oh just a consolation prize like he seems like he could be legit too but I want Lawrence <laughs> so uh, the roster I put uh, it's shit who cares I'm not who who cares it you know whatever at this point when when the Jets are serious team I'll start doing breakdowns and all that stuff of, of this a little bit more I don't really focus much on like oh this is the scheme they run and stuff like that because I I, I have to put my time into the game that happened last because I don't, if this was my full-time job, yeah, I would do full breakdowns of their scheme and all that stuff. I'm not, I can't, I can't, uh, Jets injuries. I think everybody's pretty healthy. Uh, Crowder's a question mark. I think Perryman's going to come back. So we'll see. Hopefully Zuniga plays a little bit more. McDougal, I think is still going to be out. Uh, we'll see. hopefully Clark comes back. He, hopefully he plays, starts at left guard. That'd be awesome. Um, how to win, whatever. Pay hey, uh, my score prediction. Patriots 24, Jets 16. Correcting the Jets to lose by eight points, which is their tied for their their lowest margin of loss. <laughs> the large, the, 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 that's tied for their lowest uh, split in the game, whatever. Um, Pickums uh, last week, uh, Steelers at the I picked the Steelers. They beat the Titans uh, 27 to 24. Oh, I screwed up this. How did I screw that up? Okay, I screwed up the games from last week. I, I I didn't edit that right. Right? Yeah, I screwed that up. So we'll we'll do that. We'll do that uh next week. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't pick the games right. This week, the pick'ems though. 
Um, a lot of games in here that I thought were pretty close. Uh, the two and five Pats at the 0-8 Jets. I pick the Patriots. The five and two Packers at the four and four Niners. The Packers have lost two in a row. They struggle clearly against the run game. They got dominated by Cook, and now they're coming in versus a team who knows how to run the ball. Um, so that's going to be a good game, but I'm picking the Packers. I don't think they can lose three in a row. Um, and Jimmy G is out, I think. Uh, next game, the 5-2 and two Ravens at the 5-2 and two Colts. Again, Lamar Jackson's a guy like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. I think he's a little bit overrated, um, where if you actually make him throw the ball, I think he's just okay. Um, and he's been struggling a little bit. They got beat by the Steelers last week. Um, but they're at the Colts, you know, this is a, not a must win for the Ravens, but they want to hold their spot as one of the, the upper tier teams in the AFC, which I think is them, the Steelers and the, um, and the chiefs right now. And then they got to win this game. I'm picking the Ravens, uh, the five and three bears at the five and two Titans. The Titans just lost to the Bengals. Um, the bears have lost a couple, um, close games. Do they bounce back to the Titans, you know, sort of skid a little bit. I'm picking the Titans. The three and four Lions at the two and five Vikings. The Vikings are so hot and cold. The Lions are a little bit hot and cold, but I'm taking the home team here. I'm taking the Vikings. Um, the one and six Texans at the one and six Jags. I'm praying the Jags win this game because you look at the rest of their schedule, it's a little bit tougher. This is one of their, this is probably their most winnable game left on the schedule. So I'm hoping that the Jags win this game for two reasons. One, because the Jags have a harder schedule. I think the Texans are more talented with Sean Watson. They, they're they're going to pull out another game. And two, listen, if the, let's say the Texans do get the number one pick, that's the Dolphins. The Dolphins are not taking uh, – they're not, they're not going to take um, Trevor Lawrence because they just got Tua. So uh, they'll, they'll trade it for, probably trade it for – honestly, but what happened was they would trade it for a King's Ransom and then they would get a ton of picks and then trade back a couple spots and then the Jets would still not have it because they're not trading to the Jets. So regardless, I think the Texans are, are talented team. They're going to win a game even if they lose, lose this game against the Jags. I'm praying for the Jags. But I'm still taking the Texans because I'm not going to get that lucky. The six and one Seahawks at the six and two Bills. Um, I am taking the Seahawks in that game. Uh, who had a disappointing loss two weeks ago against the uh, the, the was it the Niners. I think it's the Niners. Uh, but I'm taking the Seahawks. Uh, the three and four Broncos at the two and six Falcons. The Falcons look like they're on a track to win a couple games, but then they lost what last week or two weeks ago. Uh, Broncos are hot and cold, but I'm taking the Falcons at home. The final game, the five and two Saints at the six and two Bucks. Saints have screwed me at a couple of bets this year. The Bucks almost got beat by the Bears, almost got beat by the Giants. They're good, but they're, I don't think they're as good as everybody says they are. Um, but I'm still taking the Bucks. The Saints, I, they, they've just screwed me too many times this year. So to recap, I'm taking the Patriots at the Jets. I'm taking the Packers at the Niners. I'm taking the Ravens at the Colts. I'm taking the Titans at home against the Bears. I'm taking the Vikings at home against the Lions. I'm taking the Texans on the road against the Jags. I'm taking the Seahawks on the road against the Bills. I'm taking the Falcons at home against the Broncos. And I'm taking the Bucks at home against the Saints. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, next week, I'll have the show, the, the recap of the Patriots game. And then again, Sunday... Uh, the 15th of this month, four o'clock live stream on the YouTube. Check that out again. Marcus Coleman, ask him anything. I'm probably not going to take phone calls, but regardless, type to him, ask him favorite play of his career, his worst play of his career, the guy he's struggling against the most, the hardest hit he's ever seen. I want you guys to ask that because I want it to be super fun um, because it's not, I don't think it's very often you guys get to interact with, uh, you know, with NFL defensive back of uh, veterans who played 11 uh, years in the league and was a Jets player. So let's, uh, let's have some fun with that. So check that out.
drop those ratings, drop those reviews. Appreciate you guys. Uh, and I'll see you soon. Thank you.